traveling with the Clarks this weekend is the McGilligan family. We're glad that they came up, and Brother Brad is part of the sound ministry there and wanted to come up and be a help and a blessing this weekend. So I've asked him to teach the Sunday school. I believe he teaches the young adults at Solid Rock Baptist Church, and so he's going to bring us a Sunday school lesson this morning. So let's have our Bibles ready. Let's give them your attention. All right, Exodus, Exodus chapter 16, please, in your Bibles. Exodus chapter 16. Exodus 16. It's an honor to be here. And I uh, appreciate um, all those that have um, accommodated my family this week and um, allowing us to be up here. So uh, we've enjoyed it. But Exodus chapter 16. Exodus chapter 16. And we'll read in verse 1. And they took their journey from Elam... And all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after the departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God... We had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For, we, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Let's pray for just a moment. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to be uh, in your house today. We thank you for the privilege we have in your word to read, to have it in our laps. Lord, to uh, take a moment to look what you have for us this morning. I pray you'd use me. I pray you'd give me the words to say. I pray you'd give the message. And um, I pray for everybody in this room, Lord, you give us something from your word and this time together. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the Israelites were here in the, in the wilderness. They had just uh, left Egypt, and they're out in the in the in the middle of nowhere, in the in the wilderness of sin. The uh, the scriptures tell us, and here at, they would have they would have seen the the ten plagues that God had done to that, that God had done unto Egypt. Remember, they were they were enslaved in Egypt for many 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 years. And, and they would have seen these ten plagues. They would have seen the, the parting of the Red Sea. They would, have, they, would, they would have seen many miraculous miracles, the working of God. And here they are out in the wilderness now. And they're murmuring, the scripture tells us, they murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Perhaps it started with one person, just a grumbling uh, the scriptures doesn't say, but the Bible eventually tells us that the, the whole congregation of Israel, the whole congregation of Israel says they, they murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Uh, one thing about grumbling, complaining, and murmuring is that negativity, that type of negativity, it's contagious. It's like a, like a virus. And maybe it started with one person, but it kind of just spread through the camp. Maybe somebody voiced their, their concerns. They voiced their, uh, you know, their, 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 their discontent about Aaron and Moses' leadership. Whatever, whatever the situation was, the, the scriptures tell us that the, the whole congregation, it just spread. And, and that the whole congregation of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Uh, let me look at verse 3 here. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we had sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Here they were murmuring. Here they were discontented. Here they were complaining. And their memory failed them. 
Here they were when, when they were complaining and they were thinking of the flesh pots of Egypt and how good that they had it in Egypt. Their, their, their bellies were full. The bread was full. And I might remind you that when they were in Egypt, they were enslaved in Egypt. Egypt was a, was a hard taskmaster. That's the, that, that was the whole reason that, that God raised up Moses to, 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 to go before Pharaoh and to get his people out of Egypt. And now those very same people are sitting in Egypt and they're complain, are sitting in, in the wilderness here after the Lord's delivered them, after he's brought them out. And, he, and, they, and, they, and, they're, and they're have a, a, a distorted view of what was really taking place. And the thing about complaining... The thing about murmuring, the thing about discontent, it can really distort our reality. It can really, uh, uh, it's, it's like we're looking through a broken lens. And, 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 and it's really the focus, when I complain, when I voice my discontent, it, the, really the focus is on me. It's about how I'm wronged and how, how bad I have it. And it's all about me. It's all about myself. And those were the Israelites. Here were the Israelites, the, the children of Israel. Verse 4, then, the, then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain raid every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And, the, and Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, Even then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. Uh, God was, was, uh, had, had, had spoken to Moses, spoken to Aaron, said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a test. I'm going to prove them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a test to Israel here. And, and jump down to verse 7. And the Lord, and in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us? Here's God speaking to Moses speaking to Aaron. And he said, I, I, I've heard the murmurings. I've heard the murmurings. I've heard the complaints. I've, I, I, I've heard the grumblings of my people. But it wasn't against, God didn't view it as against Moses and Aaron. It was like their poor leadership. Like, he led, like they, they led them out into the middle of nowhere. The Lord looked at it and said, no, 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 no. These people that they've complained, they've, the, the, the scripture said in, in, in a... Um, in a, in a few verses before, in verse 2, that, that, that the people, the children of Israel murmured against Aaron and Moses. But God says this in verse 7 and 8. No, no, no. They've murmured against me. They've murmured against me. And the Israelites, they thought they were complaining about the maybe leadership of Aaron and Moses. And they thought that they were complaining uh, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to Moses, against Moses. But the reality was they were really murmuring against God. See, when we complain, we're really saying this, that we are displeased with the Lord. I don't, I, I, you know, I, I'm ashamed to say, but there's times where I've just, I have complained. I've grumbled. I've thought, ah, oh, it shouldn't be this way. Or, ah, oh, you know, there was, there was something happened this morning. And I just was tempted to just think a, a wrong way and, and, and a wrong thought and in a wrong manner. And so... When I complain, when we complain, it's really we're saying that we are displeased with God. Our complaints are voicing the fact that we are unhappy with, with where God has put us. 
Remember, God delivered them from Egypt. God delivered the Israelites. He brought them into the wilderness under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. And he was preparing a way for them. He was going to provide for them. And here were the people. They were complaining about where God had them. How many times have I complained? Have I grumbled? Have I murmured myself? And maybe you can relate. Voicing the fact that we're displeased with where God has us. Maybe a trial you're going through. It may be financial struggles. It may be uh, whatever the Lord is putting into your brain right now. Putting into your mind. But how many times have I complained and, I, and I've just, I, and, and I didn't outwardly say it, but I was grumbling and I was complaining. And the point was that that was the fact that I was complaining against God. I was murmuring against the Lord. About, I was unhappy with, was, with where God has put me. The scriptures tell us in Romans chapter 11, verse 36, for of him and through him and to him all are all things. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Going on to verse uh, 18 there in Colossians, that in all things, the end, the end part of that verse, that in all things he might have the preeminence. What God wants in our lives is not to have us our, the focus on ourselves when we complain, when we murmur. Saying, Lord, I, I don't like where you have me. I'm, I'm unhappy where I am. I'm unhappy with this situation. But no, God wants us to give him the preeminence. And to give him first place. And to get the focus off ourselves and to put it onto him. God wants to have the preeminence in our lives. The, to be first to be first place. And when we complain, our complaints are putting ourselves in that place of priority. When we complain, when we murmur, that we're putting ourselves in the place of God. Let's jump, uh, continue reading verse 9. And Moses spake unto Aaron, Say unto the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud. I'm going to jump down to verse 14. The Lord had said in verses prior, he was going to send a test. He was going to, send a, he was going to prove to them. Send them a test. And in verse 14, jumping down. And when the dew that, le- that, was, that lay was gone up, Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. A small round thing. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I've been accused of being a picky eater. Maybe some of you don't have this problem, but I, I, I like to say I'm not necessarily picky, but I'm particular. Uh, very particular, I suppose. It can be challenging for my wife who, who can make things, and, and she does very well with all of that. Um, but but I, I think if I was an Israelite, if I was, if I, was I, I don't know if I would have starved. I don't know if I would have made it. I probably would. I just, I would have been in it. Because here was this small round thing that appeared in the dew in the morning. Just, they've never seen it before. And they're like, what is, what is this? What am I looking at? What, what is this? And here was God's provision. 
God's provisions, God's solution. And they said it is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. Which the Lord hath given you to eat. Um, I'll give you a few thoughts about the manna as we're looking in these uh, verses here, in in the upcoming verses. Verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord, look here with me, verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man. According to the number of persons, take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more and some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. And they gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said this in verse 19, And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning, notwithstanding they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. Just a few thoughts on the manna. Uh, let, me, let me continue reading here, actually. I've got to get through this. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. So here was this man. It appeared every morning, every dew. They were, they were commanded to go out and gather it up. An omer for every man. Every man had their own provision. They had the amount they were supposed to gather. No more, no less. One omer for every man. And, 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 and so they, they, they gathered it up, and they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. It was only available for a short period of time. They had a short window every morning to grab it, but it was there every morning. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that the, which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye, have, bake that which ye will bake today, and seethe that, which, that ye will seethe, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up until the morning, and as is Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm there within. Let me just give you a few thoughts about the manna. The manna appearing, the, the, the heavenly manna, the heavenly provision, the, the dependency that the children of Israel had to have on God was, what was, was this, would be the first thing, that the manna was a provision from God. It was from God. It was directly from God. He made it appear. The sun baked it away as as the day got hot. It was only available for a short time. But it would would appear, it it would fall six days a week. It was a daily thing. Six days a week, the dew of the morning, you'd see the manna. There it was. They'd go and gather it up. Uh, One omer for every man. It, It was daily, but it was also personal. It was also personal. It wasn't collective. You, you couldn't go and gather five omers. and distri- It was every man was supposed to gather their own. It was personal. There was no sharing here. No more, no less. It couldn't be saved, stockpiled, or hoarded. You gather your omer, and if you gathered more, it was, it was gross by the morning. Wasn't going to hold up. It wasn't edible. It wasn't good for a second day. There was no leftovers when it came to manna, except on the sixth day. Except on the sixth day when they were required to gather the two. But it required obedience. They had to be obedient in sticking to what the Lord commanded. 
It required obedience. It was a provision from God. It was personal. And here's the big thing. It required faith. It required faith. They had to have the faith knowing, I hope this is going to show up tomorrow. Remember, they didn't have the the grocery store, the Walmarts. I mean, I I try to put myself in their shoes. They didn't have all these things that we take for granted. I take for granted in 2017. We can go to, uh, you know, Tim Hortons and get coffee and donuts and all that good stuff. And, 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 it's, and it's just super easy. These, these guys in the wilderness, it was a daily dependence on God for this manna. And so the children of Israel, it required faith. It required faith. The manna fell because God wanted Israel to depend on him. The manna fell because he wanted God, because God wanted Israel to depend on him, to depend on him. And God wants us to depend on him just like the Israelites with the manna. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomy 8 in your Bibles, looking at a few more scriptures. Verse 3, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did, he, did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Uh, jump to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. This is the Old Testament passage that Jesus referenced here when he was led up into the spirit to be tempted of the wilderness and uh, to be tempted of the devil in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. The Bible says in verse 1 that then Jesus, then was Jesus led of, uh, uh, led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him and he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus is, is, is directly quoting Deuteronomy here, referencing this. He says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Our daily dependence on God is found in this book, in the scriptures, in 2017. Man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. And so we need food to live physically, but it shouldn't be our daily dependence. It shouldn't be our daily dependence for, we need to daily depend on God. God wants, he was teaching the Israelites here back in, in, in Exodus, and, and, and he's been teaching me. I mean, it's, it's, it's still relevant today that he wants us to have a daily dependence on him. Quickly, just a few things as far as God wants a daily dependence on him. He wants a daily dependence on him for our spiritual strength. Our spiritual strength. You know, coming to church just on one service a week, Sundays, Sunday mornings, it's great, but it's just not enough. Sunday night's great, Sunday morning's great, but it's just not enough. Wednesday, we have church Wednesday, I believe here, Wednesday. Wednesday service, we have ours on Thursday, midweek service. It's great. Be here every time the doors are open, but it's not enough. We need to be daily in the word, daily in the bread of life, daily depending on God for our spiritual strength. 
The Bible says in, in Psalm chapter 20, or Psalm 28, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song, I will praise him. God's like our air supply. When I was a kid, um, I had asthma. Grew up and, and just had issues with my lungs and asthma. I had, had trouble breathing. There were things that would trigger it. You know, smoke, different things, mold, mildew, and just, I would have a tough time breathing if I was around these, these agents that would just kind of activate it. And it would just tighten up your lungs. And it would just, it, and it would make breathing a, 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 the, the, the necessity of life, the, the thing that we need the most to live upon this earth. It would just tighten my lungs up and I would just heave to get a breath and it would you'd have to work incredibly hard maybe some of you know what that what that feeling is like if you've if you ever struggled with asthma it was a childhood thing and I've since moved on and, and I haven't really struggled with it. but every so often I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll be around something that may trigger it and just and it just it's like a tightening of the lungs and it's just just I just I'm 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 I'm, I'm doing all that I can to get that air to breathe, that gasping for There's not a worse feeling in the world than not being able to breathe. I, I, you know, I, I can't imagine what it's like to drown or to just not get the, or to suffocate. I just, I just don't, I don't it just, it just gives me sweaty palms just thinking about it. And so God is our air supply. He is our air. He is our spiritual strength. And we need a daily dose of him. A daily dose in the word. A daily dose in the scriptures. Because we need to have a daily dependence on him. For our spiritual strength. For our spiritual strength. Uh, quickly here. Uh, just a few more thoughts. For your need. What, it, it, what is it? What needs do you have in life? Maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's a family burden that you're carrying this morning. Maybe it's something that only you and God know about. But he wants to hear it. He wants you to depend on him to fulfill it. He wants you to depend on him. A lot of times we'll be put in difficult situations. A lot of times we'll be put in, you know, maybe it's a health thing. And maybe God, you know, you just, you're struggling with the health and you've got something going on. And, and it's just, it's a thorn in your flesh. Sometimes God implants things in us and God puts us in situations just to get us to lean a little bit more on him. Just to get us to depend a little bit more on him. For our needs. Um, God wants us to depend on, uh, on him. Wants us to have a daily dependence on him in the good times. Man, it's easy to forget about God when things are going great. It's easy to forget about God when things are just, you know, smooth. There's money in the bank. There's gas in the tank. There, there's, there's, there's heat in the house. There's food on the table. It's easy to, to just kind of become less dependent. It's easy to, to just think we, we've achieved this on our own. But let me remind you in James 1, verse 17, that every good gift, every good thing we experience, but every, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Is from above. And so God wants us to depend on us for, uh, depend on him for our spiritual strength, for our need in the good times. But also, man, when, when we're in those darkest times, we're in those tough times, man, when we're in the times where it's just between a rock and a hard place, we're in a bad spot, we're in some dark places, when we're all alone and when all we can think about is, is, is just how, it's just, it's a dark time. 
God wants us to lean on him. God wants us to depend on him. God wants us to, 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 to be dependent on him. Like the Israelites and the manna. Every morning, there it was. It appeared. They had to be obedient. They had to follow the rules. But they couldn't stockpile it up. They couldn't keep it. They couldn't store it. It was a daily thing. It was a daily thing. It was a, they had to keep going back. Keep filling up the omer. Keep rolling with it. And God wants each and every one of us in 2017 to have a daily dependence on him and through his word. Preacher.